following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Stank! Bang Bang, what is up you guys? Welcome to episode 48 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. And this is Stank. Stank, how are you doing, brother? Oh man, I literally, you know, I told you off the air, but I literally just got back in from uh, two full days in the hot, intense, boiling sun of uh, just watching my daughter play in a softball tournament. And I got to tell you, I got I got a little color. Oh, this, me too, from from being out in the, the sun myself yesterday. But how, how are the games? I know you, you guys, uh, and, and we'll, we'll get uh, to the barbecue. We guys had to leave a little bit early yesterday. Yeah, I mean, well, part of it was so... Friday was supposed to be a, like a full afternoon of games and it was like, it was just raining like crazy. Um, and so by the time they, they canceled a bunch of the games and then they were trying to cram a bunch on Saturday and Sunday and it was just kind of a mess and like schedules were all goofy and we had to wait, you know, an hour past, you know, what our start time was. And we ended up winning two out of the three. So I'll take that. But uh, it was fun. Yeah. I mean, like like I mentioned to you off air, winning two games is better than winning no games, right? Even if yeah. you did, even if it knocked you out of the tournament, it's still better than than winning nothing. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, you, you and your family, you guys were here yesterday, uh, for uh, well Saturday now. But for those yeah. of you guys who follow Ryan, you know at Pro Wrestling Tees on Instagram, you saw we had our. Uh, I I kept telling everyone it was a, a celebration for me. Uh, but really it was a, thank God we caught up with, you know, this massive sale that we had a barbecue down here by the, by the freelance wrestling Academy and so much fun. You know, we, there was basically everyone who was working during the sale minus two people who, you know, could do their own personal work, but couldn't come into actual work. But that's besides the point, uh, you know, everyone else was here and, it was sometime around like Memorial Day weekend where I had like this like charcoal grill, a basic charcoal grill. Yeah. And I told everyone like, why don't we get some money together? Uh, Johnny will come early and he'll, you know, he'll grill up the food and, you know, come lunchtime, we'll all have food. It'll be a nice celebration for Memorial Day since no one was doing anything for Memorial Day. It was a Monday. Uh, COVID is still a thing and we just wanted to do something. So we wound up doing that. And then that led to the idea of Frank was like, why don't we have a, another one of these barbecues celebrate the end of this, you know, fuck, with a like year long sale that we had. Uh, so we did that and boy, boy, was it was, needed? yeah. <laughs> First off, um, completely brand new grill. We had a, a four burner propane grill that, I went to go pick up. Ryan was like, hey, can you go buy this so we can cook the meat faster? Which was probably the smartest idea because, boy, was there a lot of meat. <laughs> yeah, John, Johnny Delgado brought like 70 pounds of meat. We so, had like short ribs, arachera. It was, oh, so good. Yeah, he brought 35 pounds of arachera, which for those of you, it's basically skirt steak just seasoned a little differently. It's so good. He brought 35 pounds of that and 25 pounds of short ribs. Uh, everyone else brought sides. You know, you brought your famous uh, bacon-wrapped green beans. Uh, Jer- oh. Jeremy brought some mac and cheese. People brought rice. There was, 
you got Chris Wong brought gyoza. There was just so much shit. People brought so much stuff. You know, there was drinks, there was pops, there was ice cream. Trevor Outlaw, he brought some ice cream. So good. Uh, but it was a nice celebration. Everyone was there. Some people were playing beer pong. Uh, Michael was showing off his Tesla, which, you know, I stupid Michael, I thought it was a birthday gift to me because he showed up and he was like, oh, I'm, I'm so happy. And I'm like, oh, I'm even happier. But uh, yeah, he was just driving around with a big bow on it. He just likes bows. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, it, it was so much fun. And like I mentioned to you, the, the best part was like, we didn't even, we didn't even cook all the meat. Like it was four giant trays of meat. We only got yeah. around to kicking two because, and listen, if you, how many people would you say was at the party? A socially distant number because I don't, you know, yeah. like, I mean, and also, listen, there was the same people that are always at work. Uh, so it was a, it was a good amount of people. There, there, there was some big fellas there, like with the, the capacity to eat. Yeah. And even, amounts of eat. and even then, you yeah. know, everyone, yeah, there was still true. like, I said, I'm going to be eating this meat probably until Wednesday. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was, it was, just, it was a lot of fun. We don't really get together like that anymore. Back when there was a smaller staff, we used to go to Ryan's lake house, typically around yeah. this weekend but now the staff is almost double the size and it, it just it wouldn't make sense you know to invite so many people yeah. but no it was so much fun uh i still have to go down there and clean do some cleaning there's still you know i mean listen the, the warehouse it got a little fucked this weekend because friday i mean you guys are listening to this monday but friday passed here in chicago massive rains and this whole yeah the whole warehouse over here flooded uh, I get a call from Frank. He's like, "Hey, are you at the warehouse?" And I was, I was actually at the store um, buying utensils and condiments and stuff for the barbecue. But I was also uh, there was this GameStop uh, over in Golf Mill, small little hole in the wall. Like I've never noticed it. I've I've gone over to that Golf Mill Plaza for since I could drive, you know. So probably the last ten yeah. years, ten eleven years. Uh, and I'd never noticed it there. It might have been new, or might have just always been there, and I never noticed it. Regardless, uh, they're going out of business, so they're getting rid of everything. So, last weekend, your boy went there and walked away with uh, a ton of shit that I don't need, and uh, me being the fucking shit king that I am, again went back this uh, uh, Friday, and so much more, so much more stuff that I didn't need. Uh, I was a little nicer about it this time i got i got gifts for friends you know i, I got i picked you up your uh your batman it was like a giant oh, yes. giant mego figure Which, uh, by the way i love it i mean listen I, I know how much you love batman uh, and weirdly enough it's got the biggest bulge in his pants yeah that was I, that was i was really transfixed weird. on it at the barbecue i was looking at it i was like why is this i mean we all know batman's swinging but i'm like did it have to be so anatomically correct? Yeah, listen, but my my dude was fucking packing is is yeah. all I'm gonna say. Yeah, but uh, no, it was fun. You know, I like I like giving gifts to my friends, um, which I you know I guess we can get right to it too. Uh, it was my birthday this weekend, uh, or this Friday. I, I turned 27, which man, 26 was a hell of a ride. Uh, in 27, and you've been kicking it off to also you know. A lot of excitement. Uh, I, I'm, I was kind of like at a loss for words at first because, 
Like everyone was always like, oh, like when you turn like your golden birthday, like whatever that is. And so for me, when I was younger, I was like, oh, when I turn 26, like what's that going to be like? And I got to say, 26 is fucking awesome. Very, very important. It was a good year for you. It was a very good year. You know, the year before that was awesome. I got to say this past year was even better. And now, you know, entering a new chapter into my life, it's been pretty good. I was so overwhelmed by all my friends and family who who bought me gifts. Fucking friend of the show, Matt Nix. This man. Oh, man. I've been transfixed on on the gift he got me I, I posted it on uh on my instagram on twitter probably gonna keep talking about it for a while but he walks over with this like weirdly shaped box he's like here you go open up the box i'm like all right the box on top says from pepper which i didn't put two and two together i open it up and it's iron man the arc reactor that he has so if any of any of you've seen the avenger movie you guys have all seen the avengers movies in the first iron man you know, she gives him the little glass case with the arc reactor that he had and it says, you know, proof Tony Stark has a heart. And they show it again at the end of Endgame when, you know, he dies. Pri- or after Endgame, I remember looking it up and I was like, oh, I should probably buy this. It's not too expensive. The next morning, it exploded in price. You know, it went up so much more and I was just like, ah, it's fine. This is something I'll eventually buy. But goddamn Matt Nix came in clutch and bought that for me. So happy, so happy with it. Uh, Mark, Mark Villanueva, friend of the show as well. He got me this fucking awesome black light Dr. Strange Funko Pop, which now I got to get like a black light just so I can, you know, which I feel that they have several of those Marvel black light Funko Pops. Dr. Strange is the most apropos, you know, very, yeah. very, very ombre. Yeah, pretty on brand. Uh, I, I mentioned actually on your birthday uh, episode the the whole dilemma with me getting Skittles twice, thinking they were both M and M's. So of course, friend of the show Vivian Urbina, she got me. She got me two things. One, she got me a Pequot's gift card, which way to my heart. You know, pizza's yeah. the way to my heart. Uh, but she stopped by the store, picked up uh, some of her orders that she had, and. She's like, oh, here you go. You know, open this up when I leave. You know, I don't I'm like, all right, sure. You know, I'm like that too sometimes. I don't know about about you. Like when I get gifts sometimes, I'm like, you don't have to open it in front of me because it's always like weird. I'm like, what if they don't like yeah. it? And they pretend that they do. So she she gives me this bag. I'm like, all right. I walk away. <laughs> and it's a giant jar of M&Ms. And right on top of the jar, it says, uh, not Skittles. So it was very fun that... <laughs> I could tell she is listening. You know, she's very much listening to the podcast as a very like on brand reference for her to, for her to get. But well, by by, by the way, speaking of that, we have a jar of M&Ms here and I got one of the kids got me again. I just grabbed like a handful of M&Ms and then there was like a fruity nugget in the middle. I was like, what the God damn damn it. I don't like this joke. Those kids of yours. I'm going to crank down on it. No more Skittles in the house. Like, Annie, get rid of all these fucking Skittles. Yeah. You're all, your phones are all turned off. <laughs> no phones. Everyone's uh, Skittles out of here. Yeah. Uh, hey, but we also had a uh, friend of the show, uh, Cash Allen. Uh, my little brother, he he performs these songs on, on his YouTube channel, Cash Plays Music. Uh, normally with his ukulele, he performed the... Uh, 
remember me from coke from the movie oh. coco which is again another reference to story a story told here on the pwt cast involving uh one kazuchika okada and tiger hitori who i don't know if we've, i'm pretty sure we've talked about it tiger hitori tried to get you to go to japan and uh yeah he, he saw a whole he saw a whole future of sumo for me which i mean listen which, the, in my case initial response was like maybe i should be offended but then i was like this guy's got a great eye for talent, I guess. Yeah, I mean, def- definitely. If this ever, it was an honor. If this ever falls through, you know, you know where to go. He's yeah, there. He's gonna diaper soon. Uh, but I think, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure this next thing that I'm going to talk about is going to be the image that we use for this week's episode. If not, uh, that's fine. But I sat there and uh, it was like later on in the day. I'm just going through Instagram and. I came upon it was like memorabilia for uh, Kevin Smith that they were selling this website, and I'm looking at this stuff. For any of any of you guys who have been to the shop before, uh, not even just pro wrestling tees, one hour tees, occasionally in like the waiting rooms and stuff, we'll have these like very ornate, beautifully decorated uh, like frames with sports jerseys in them. I know one of them has like the Chicago Bullet Club jacket in it with you know signatures from all the guys uh frank and ryan they know some guy and he does these very beautifully and i've always wanted something similar to that i don't care for sports so it's not like i'd be like oh check out my scotty pippen jersey or something like that you know so i'm like all right then i see there's this kevin smith clerks jersey signed by everyone in the cast of clerks and i'm like all right you know what i'm gonna treat myself for my birthday i'm gonna get this so I add it to my cart, and I go to hit checkout, but I accidentally go up to the homepage. Probably the smartest thing I did, Dave, because on this homepage, it's like, oh, this is the memorabilia we have from the people that we have, and this is the site. You know, these are the people that we're going to have stuff from, one of them being Michael Keaton, I told you, uh, in yeah. front of Annie, who is not too pleased that I told you there was very <laughs> expensive Michael Keaton memorabilia you could purchase. The other guy was Alex Winter uh, from Bill, from the Bill and Ted movies. Yeah, and the last person, Dave, none other than friend of the show, Brendan Fraser. So, for and for those of you guys who have heard me gush over Brendan Brendan Fraser, you know that he is my white whale for the podcast. You know, I don't know about you, I don't know who's your personal white whale. Got Kevin Smith, and I was like, hell yeah! After that, Brendan Fraser, and I know someone who knows him, so it's not out of the realm of possibility that could one day happen. Right. But um, looking at this merch that they have, and they have like various eight by tens of movies that he's been in. I'm like, oh, cool, you know, George of the Jungle, Sino Man, Monkey Bone, uh, the Mummy, obviously, and they yeah. have this like really nice print, uh, like hand or drawn character, drawn with all the characters that he's played, the more of the famous ones. I'm like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool as well. And then I see it, Dave. I see, I saw it caught my eye and. Immediately, I was like, I cannot go on living without owning this piece of merchandise in my life. Uh, and I'm, of course, talking about the uh, light-up mummy uh, playset that includes Emotep and Brendan Fraser himself. It's such like a obnoxiously large piece of just merchandise. I've never seen it. I wasn't aware that they made toys for the mummy movies. But I saw it, and I needed to have it. And so I bought it for myself. 
along with that jersey and boy boy was this man child you know heart just full because again like you, you know you just you don't come across things like that every day i came across that and was like i need that in my life very similar i, I imagine you at the end of, uh, at the end of requiem for a dream just clutching your newly purchased items oh yeah and i oh, and i can't wait like and like i was showing it to my mom earlier and she's like so so what are you gonna do just display it? i'm like yeah and then i told her how much it was and she's like okay so you spent that much money on something that you're just gonna display on a shelf it's like yeah of course uh and kind of like thinking about it i'm like oh this is definitely the best way to enter 27 i mean i don't have kids i don't i don't have many responsibilities uh, that's why not splurge on Brendan Fraser mummy merchandise that's autographed by him. Like I wanted to see if well, he, go ahead. No, I was going to see go if he, I wanted to request like if he could sign it to my best friend, Alberto, <laughs> but I don't know if they do personalized messages. So I'm, I'm going to follow up with them and be like, Hey, could he personalize this to my best friend, Alberto? Because in that way people will be like, what? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my BF Brendan Fraser, you know, Get it? My BF, BF, and the people just fucking hate it. Uh, but no, what were we saying? Well, that, that reminds me of, uh, so, like, both my brother and I are huge Batman fans. And then when when he was still alive, um, Adam West had his own personal site, and he would do, like, personalized autographs for you. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I don't know why I got stuck in my head, but, like, I always want people to for their autograph to say to the only man I ever loved because <laughs> it's, it's from kill bill. Um, it's, you know, bill gave bud his, the Hanzo sword and it says to the only man I ever loved. And like my brother actually got me the bud Hanzo sword, mm-hmm. which I have in my basement. Somewhere. So like now I, I want that phrase on anything that's autographed. And so like I sent it in to Adam West and I was like, it said, what's your message? And it says, to Chris, the only man I ever loved, Adam West. And he reached, he sent it, and when I got it, it said, to Chris, your brother really loves you, Adam West. Oh, man. He refused to write it, but, like, uh, yeah. I, How awesome would that have been, though, to have had, like, you know. A to cr- picture that said that? Yeah. It would be the best, especially because yeah. – it's more so, and even my logic with with purchasing this fucking thing, it's a conversation piece. People will yeah. come over, they'll see that, they'll inquire about they, it, what? Yeah. and you and you can be fun and creative with it and make up a story. Yeah, or just go with the actuals. You know, oh, I you know I went online and and bought this, but it's always fun just coming up with your own story with it. But yeah, I made that purchase. I I don't know when it's supposed to come, but whatever it does, I. I'm gladly just going to display that thing because I, I mean, I was more shocked that there was mummy toys. Cause I, I like, I, I was a kid when that movie came out and I like, I loved it. I was obsessed with it. Yeah. And maybe it was my parent. <laughs> Occam's razor is likely that I just didn't see it. But in my mind, my parents just shielded me from these toys because they were expensive and didn't want to purchase them for me. Oh, I know that struggle. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, that combined with all the all the food and all the leftovers that we had was was just an excellent way of, you know, capping off I mean, even today I, I went by my parents' house, my uncle was there, my nephews were there, you know, everyone was there and I got I got a bunch of fun gifts from them as well. And it's especially now that I'm older, 
I value just being with the people that I love more so than anything. Like I don't like this Saturday being a perfect example. These are, you know, you guys are all people that I hang out with. I mean, I, hang, I work with, I'm with all of you more than I am my own actual family. But even then just. Well, and in many ways, the whole shop, you know, we, we've had a rough couple of weeks, but yeah. that's the thing that we've always, you know, certain events brought us together and we really are a family at, at pro wrestling tees. I mean, through thick and thin, um, you know, there's times we bicker and stuff, but I mean, genuinely everyone there I, I view as like a brother or sister. Yeah. Or, and that's uh, even, and even then that's why I, I invited one of my friends, one of my friends, Che, yeah. friend of the show. He, he immediately recognized my, he's like, is that stupid Michael? I was like, yes, it is. Uh, but yeah, I invited him cause he, again, he's also someone that I worked with before for a long time and through working together with someone, I became really close with him. He's very much one of my best friends and I wanted him here just like to be around and that, that more so than like the material things that I got is something that like I'll remember because again, I just, I'm more of a family guy now and I enjoy being around everyone, just having everyone around because it's just everyone letting loose, having fun. It was great. Um, but I mentioned leftovers and I finally finished perfect segue. Perfect segue. I finally finished the leftovers. First off, I want to say complete shout out and, uh, to friend of the show, Kelsey, who put me on to the leftovers. She mentioned, she was like, Oh, you know, you, you like the watchman, Damon, Damon Lindelof. He also did this show called, um, the leftovers. You should watch it. I think you'll like it. And, for those of you unaware what the show is about, uh, it's it's like October fourteenth. I forget the year, like two thousand six, two thousand seven, um, or maybe even later. I forget the exact date, but one point four million people just disappear. They just disappear, and nobody knows what happened to them. Religious people claim the rapture. Other, no, no one can really explain it, and they don't ever really do explain it. It never gets explained. It's not. It's not crucial to the story to where you need to know what happened to these people because you don't. And right. it's three seasons. The first season's pretty fucking heavy. I'm not going to lie. It's emotionally draining at times. But there's such a, a tonal shift in season two and even season three that, like, it might be it might be my favorite show ever. Like, I did not expect going into it, but it's such a beautif- beautifully woven like intricate story that's told from beginning to end and i think i think the series finale to this show is probably the best series finale to any show that i've seen so far Um, that's pretty high praise it is and again i went into it just blank slate not knowing what the fuck what it was about and again like there was parts in like the first season where i was just like man I don't know if I want to keep watching this because it feels kind of heavy, but again, it, it picks up and such a beautifully, such a beautiful story. Like it's so awesome. Justin Thoreau fucking kills it. I don't understand why he's not a bigger name in Hollywood. And I, I mean, maybe like all the drama, he was married to Jennifer Aniston for a bit. That might have yeah. something to do with it, but he was awesome. Carrie Coon, she fucking crushed it. Like, I, the last show I watched prior to this was Fargo, and she was in that. It was season three of Fargo. She fucking killed it in that, and then I started watching this show, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, she's in here, too. 
kills it in this and just if you have if you have the time you know it's on hbo it's three seasons super good scott glenn are you familiar with scott glenn back he was in the daredevil show he was uh yes uh he was sticks yep he yeah like he's a fucking great actor anything he's ever in i i love him in for those if you don't know exactly who scott glenn is stop right now google a picture of him You've seen him in a ton of shit. He's one of those character yeah. actors. He's in everything. He's really intense. He, he feels to me like a more intense Clint Eastwood. Um, yeah. But he's awesome in it. Uh, it's, it's hard to talk about it without spoilers. Also, hard, you haven't seen it yourself, so it's kind of hard to talk about it. But it's really good. You know, If you love Watchmen, you'll probably love The Leftovers. Again, it's from Damon Lindelof and very very awesome i think you specifically would watch it because there's a lot of religious undertones to it and that's the thing too i'm not a religious person at all and my favorite character winds up being one of the priests and it it very much like there's a lot of questioning your faith and what is real and what isn't real really awesome like especially you as someone who used to be very religious and now isn't i feel like you would not yeah, if you heathen. Uh, I mean, you're going to hell, but before you go to hell, I very much recommend that you watch the show because it's really fucking good. And, like, I I can't wait to... So you and I, we've kind of tossed around the idea of doing uh, a show here live in the studio uh, where we kind of sit down with someone and we talk. And again, it's very, very in the early stages, but kind of either talk like a specific movie or a specific TV show with said person. And I know Effie mentioned that he's watched The Leftovers. And like he's someone who I'm like, I very much want to hear your opinion on it. Cause oh, for sure. There, like I was listening, I was like reading what people thought of like the series finale. And there it was very much either white or black. Like people either loved it or hated it. And it was very, I found it so strange that it was so polarizing because I was under the impression, I mean, and listen, it was, it was a lot more like, I liked it. A lot of the people who didn't like it were also like, their complaints, I was just like, okay, well, like it, that argument doesn't really hold up, especially when Damien Lindelof's like, I'm not going to talk about like the disappearance. So don't hold your breath. I'm not going to talk about it. And then people are like, well, you didn't, talk about it he didn't tell us what happened and it's like yes correct he said from day one like this happened and that's that you know like there's not gonna Which i i personally like stuff like that because like if it if something like that happened it, like right now actually happened nobody would know why exactly you know what i mean it's just an event i mean who knows? Who knows what causes tsunamis? I mean, of course, science. But like, you know, if there was some monster out there throwing water around and we didn't see it, we would never know about it. So, like, you know, you don't you're not owed an explanation for everything. Exactly. And the last episode specifically mentioned like it, it kind of like leads you to like, oh, this character, this character thinks they know what happened but very clearly like right you know they it's what they think happened and that's about as much as they ever really talk about it and again like it's just it's doesn't matter to the story like 
you know the over the overarching story it doesn't it's not a central piece of the puzzle it, you know like oh this character right. is grieving because they lost their family in this and that's about all you need to know like it never you, you know and it's also like well, what what do you again because you mentioned it gets very tricky where if you say okay it was the rapture well then you get into well this person disappeared and they were cheating on their wife or this person disappeared and they killed the man. So why, you know, it gets very like tricky. You could do aliens and like, oh, but and again, very tricky. And I think it's ballsy to be like, nope, sorry, I'm just, I'm not going to talk about it. Forget about it. So, you know, get off my balls. And that's what he did. And he stuck to his guns and I love it. So again, if, if you guys have time, definitely check it out. Uh, especially if you love the Watchmen. You know, it's from the same creator. Uh, can't recommend that enough. 11 out of 10 for me. Uh, and that's been Scrump and Stinks movie quarter. Um, <laughs> but uh, sp- oh, speaking of friends of the show, uh, I kind of mentioned it earlier. We, we brought up some friends of the show. Hot Topic Joe. I just, I, I noticed right now he, he, com- he replied to a comment. He went to the uh, movies pop-up over in Los Angeles and he said he bought me something. So... Thank you, Joe. We, we love you, Joe. We love hearing when people talk about listening to the podcast. Uh, we should probably talk about it now, about Ricky and his sons. <laughs> Senor Ricky. Yeah, so I jokingly said to Ryan, I was like, oh, I'm like, uh, because he has three sons. I'm like, wouldn't it be funny like if one of them were, uh, were a girl and you named one of them after your father, Ricky, with an I? And he just looks at me and he goes, you know that's his name, right? And for those of you in the the Pro Wrestling Tee VIP Facebook group, uh, you'll be very familiar with Ryan's father. And uh, he's quite the character, you know? Like, it almost feels like Larry David wrote him, wrote his life. Um, And he's like, yeah, he goes, Ricky is his name. Because, I mean, we all know him as just Rick. He goes, no, his mother named him Ricky with an I. And... I cannot wait uh, for Monday to just go up to him and just be like, what's oh, up, Ricky? Ricky? Yeah. And like you know in the back of his mind, he's going to be like, I saying Ricky with a Y or Ricky with an I? And I'm 100% going to mean Ricky with an I. <laughs> and he's going to deny it. Oh, of course. He... And then he's going to threaten to beat up Ryan. <laughs> oh, that's the best. The best is when... Uh, <laughs> Whenever, like, you'll be like, hey, Rick, like, Ryan said he could beat you up. And I'll be like, yeah, right, I can kick his ass. I can kick my son's ass. And he'll always be like, he'll be like, yeah, he's the weakest of all three of my sons. <laughs> that was my favorite response he's ever given us. Like, he came in one day, and I was just trying to start shit, and I was like, Ryan said he would totally whoop you in a, in a legit, like, street fight. He goes, Ryan is the weakest of my three sons. <laughs> well, speaking of his sons... Uh, I talked with one of his sons uh, earlier in the week, Sean Barkin. So Ryan has two brothers, uh, Nick, who's a do- uh, he's not a doctor, he's a teacher, and Sean, who's a doctor. And uh, Sean Barkin came in this week. Uh, I don't know if he was picking something up or dropping something off. I don't know, but he was there for, for a little bit. And he mentioned to me, he's like, hey, he's like, I was caught up on some of the episodes of the podcast. You know, we talked for a little bit. And uh, yeah, very, very happy to see Sean Barkin you know, one of Ryan's brothers. I, I don't know if Rick could take him or not, but, you know, it's it's always nice seeing the Barkin boys coming into the shop. 
Yeah. Well, I, I wonder. I wonder what uh, if there was a a game of death style tower of Barkins that Rick had to go through. Who would be the top Barkin? We already know Rick's, or we already know uh, Ryan's at the bottom. But who would be at the top of the tower? Well, hmm. I don't know. I mean, Sean is a doctor, so he's probably very good with his hands. Um, but Nick is a teacher, so he's probably good at like handling fussy children. So true. I don't know. I mean, I think Nick is taller. You know, he's taller, more more muscular, so he might be able to take Rick. But also Sean, you know, I gotta imagine that guy's quick on his feet. So yeah. I don't know, but I mean, might yeah, be yeah it might be a wash. We gotta set up this like uh, <laughs> this Mortal Kombat style tournament between the Barkins. Um, oh. but holy shit, I. I've, we probably should have mentioned that at the top of the top of the show. Um, this next segment brought to you by a sponsor of the show, Freelance Wrestling, uh, the official sponsor of the PWT cast. Uh, just because to kind of bring it back to, to wrestling, uh, there was a COVID outbreak within a uh, small uh, small Connecticut independent based uh, company, a, a plucky company. Yeah, plucky up and comer uh, Vince Junior, who doesn't believe in germs. Or getting sick. Uh, well, wouldn't you know it, making his employees work in the COVID-ridden Florida in the midst of a pandemic, there was a pandemic outbreak. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, uh, Renee Young posted on Twitter earlier in the week that she was diagnosed with COVID. Uh, Kayla Braxton, one of their announcers, revealed she got that it for the second time. she got it for the second time. She was the person who oh. got it the first time. Uh, you know, and they're like, some WWE got COVID. Uh, Adam Pierce, Jamie Noble, they've also confirmed that they have it. And then they sent out this email that was like, stop telling people you have it. Uh, very weird, very tricky situation going on. There was numerous people from SmackDown that were absent. And, you know, you, I'm not going to, you can only guess as to maybe they just went home. Maybe they got the COVID, but it's definitely like a very scary situation going on right now. Yeah. Like, this, like, you know, like my thoughts are with all these people because it's it's just a shitty situation that they've been in. There should not have been wrestling shows going on. Uh, yeah. WWE, AEW, any of any of the companies, there should just not have been wrestling going on. And if they absolutely needed to, you know, they could have just bulk taped. There's, I don't understand this need for. Let's do it live when you can just bulk tape. Yeah. I'm not in charge of any wrestling company, but. Even if you didn't do that, of all the companies in pro wrestling on this planet, WWE has such an extensive back catalog and library of not only like, listen, a lot of people yearn for the good old days of the Attitude Era. They have it. They have the whole thing. Or, you know, you want to relive, uh, the glory days of SmackDown with, you know, Angle and Eddie Guerrero and all that. They've got that. I mean, you could run, you know, this time in 1996, this happened. Or you have one million documentaries you could just air in the time slot. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there's legal obligations they probably had to make, you know, with their television contracts and stuff. But it didn't have to be this way, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I more so understand than AEW who 
they yeah. don't have that back catalog. Yeah, you can't just stop the momentum. But, and I will say, I think AEW's done a better job of trying to uh, uh, be smarter about it. But listen, they've at least been testing. You know, I've heard yeah. first account stories from people who have been at these shows, and they very much went about it the smart way. Yeah. Unfortunately, WWE hasn't, and it's just, again, such a shitty situation that they're in. It really sucks. Um, I mean, on a positive note, you know, WWE earlier in the week, they released uh, Lee Garrow and Travis Banks from their NXT UK contracts. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar, you know, they were two of the individuals who people, mad, a lot of people spoke up about uh, as it pertains to the whole speaking out movement and, you know, impact. They got rid of uh, Joey Ryan, Dave Christ. Mike Elgin is is a very weird terminology as to what exactly is going on with him. Like it wasn't, I know John Pollock of post wrestling inquired exactly what was going on. And they kind of just gave a, a very like HR kind of response to it, which again, doesn't, it's not very clear, but impact also went out of the way to say like, we're expunging him from everything um, you know, anything that we already taped with him, he won't be involved in the Slammiversary main event. And I mean, I mean now that we're talking about the Slammiversary main event, uh, it will now be for the vacant Impact Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. Because uh they also let go of Tessa Blanchard, who earlier in the year, uh a lot of stuff came out about her being a bully, about her using very offensive language. Yes. And people spinning out people. Mm-hmm. And it, it it was, you know, they still went ahead and they gave her the belt. And she was unfortunately stuck in Mexico with her fiance and fellow wrestler, Daga. And from all accounts, she was just she wasn't like uh working with the company as far as they were like, Hey, we need you to to shoot these promos, send them over to us. And that I mean one half of the story I get. So she's down there. That's her fiance. And, you know, I, I, I do not fault anyone saying I'm not coming to a taping while this stuff's going around. And for her, I guess she was afraid that if she left Mexico to come back to the States, that they wouldn't let her come back to Mexico where she's staying with her fiance. I get that. That's reasonable to me, especially now, but like, you could film a video, you know, which I guess that's what they asked for. They asked for a couple promos, no response. I mean, when you're given the honor of being the the champion of a promotion, and listen, I know it's not real sports, but it is still an honor. Let's not be obtuse about it. Um, even if you're being safe, work with the company. What's the problem, right? Yeah, and I mean, also, it it is one side of the story. We don't know yeah. what the rest of it is. Right. So we can only speculate. We can only speculate based on the information we've been given. Uh, but it, it also makes you wonder wh- what are her options, right? Like, at least as far as mainstream wrestling companies, especially this happened, and there's been rumors that she was hard to work with. And then there's also that big allegation of, uh, you know, 
some not so savory things being said. And especially with no one's putting up with anything now, you know, ha- has she burned a bunch of bridges? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it came out that she was sort of difficult to work with, which is why she never wound up in WWE, because she, she was in the May Young Classic, and they'd used her a few times also on NXT, and then WWE just didn't sign her, and from I, I, I don't watch Impact, but from all accounts, she was a, a very, like, prominent part of Impact. I mean, more enough to where they gave her the Impact Heavyweight Championship. That's a big yeah. deal. A lot of companies Which don't. It was just, a, a great achievement. Yeah. Um. And so I don't know. I mean, with her sort of, I don't. I mean, most people labeling her problematic. I don't know if Tony Khan or Vince McMahon necessarily want to. I mean, I Vince McMahon doesn't really have a soul, so he might you know kind and of he, jump. He doesn't know who Tessa Blanchard is. He's like who? Yeah. I mean, listen, that guy. People have been speculating he might have the COVID. And that's like, holy shit. That's a pretty big thing, especially for somebody who doesn't believe in germs, doesn't believe in getting yeah. sick. He doesn't let people sneeze or cough around him. Yeah, he hates sneezing because it's a sign of weakness, <laughs> lack of discipline. Exactly. I don't know. I've been speculating. Per- okay, this, is, we're not, this isn't shit on Vince Man Hour, but I'm sure I'm not the only one that's noticed, but like... Ever since he got his head shaved, and then he grew his hair back all weird. You know, there's the classic like Vince McMahon pompadour that he had, but now he he kind of like parts it like an old man. Ever since then, he's had something weird going on with his eyes. He always looks like he's like just got done crying super hard. Mm-hmm. And there was some speculation that maybe he was losing his eyesight, and like I guess during some WrestleMania festivities, people saw someone like walking him up and down a ramp, but. Uh, I don't know. The guy's old. <laughs> yeah, he, he, and he's he's one of the more susceptible. You know, he's in one of the susceptible types. So, yeah, I would know. I would never wish COVID on anyone, and I mean, even more so now. I'm not wishing he get COVID. I hope that he's safe because there's been a lot of people around him, like Jamie Noble and Adam Pierce, are two people that work with him in Gorilla. They got it. So yeah, hopefully. Hopefully nobody else catches it because, and again, because of HIPAA laws and that email WD sent out, probably won't know until these people come yeah. forward and say, oh, I have it. I had it. It's just a very scary time. Like even earlier today, uh, after I left my parents' house, I, I drove up to Ikea to, uh, per- I need another shelf and they're open now. So I went there and I, to buy the shelf and I I felt so uncomfortable because there was too many people for my liking. It wasn't packed by any means, but there's just more people than like I've been used to, especially these last few months. Yeah. L- luckily I didn't walk around the store because I, I know exactly where like, you know, for those of you at Ikea, there's like the base floor with all the checkout counters where you go and pick out all the stuff. If it's not something that's just available there for you to grab I knew exactly where I was going. I was in and out maybe seven minutes. And even then I was just like, oh my God. Thankfully everyone was wearing masks. But, you know, sometimes you have like, and I'm not going to argue with anyone about this. If you don't wear a mask, you're a piece of shit. Because even if 
even if you think that it does nothing, even if you're like, I don't have it, my immune system is the best it's ever been, you know, and I'm not going to get it, I don't have it, do it for the sake of not getting those around you sick. If you're that selfish of a person, like... Don't be a shit. Matt, and also, like, mess, don't lower oxygen levels. Uh, there was a video going around of a woman taking her oxygen levels wearing every kind of different mask you can wear. And wouldn't you know it, stay the same the entire time. Yeah. Uh, you had, I don't know if you saw the, the tweet earlier in the week, uh, Loki, which apparently yeah. is short for Loki, a fucking idiot, was posting yeah. some a very, like, it's my right to not wear a mask. And, yeah, like, speaking of difficult wrestlers. Exactly. Uh, my favorite story, I actually heard about him because after that came out, people were kind of just shitting on him, dunking on him, sharing stories, was uh, he got kicked out of New Japan because he was cosplaying as Agent 47. Um, yeah. And they were like, you have to stop dressing like this. You don't have permission to dress like this. And he was like, nope, I'm going to do it anyway. And so they just like let him go. And then I remember there was a few years back at uh, – it, might have, it was either Matt Riddle or Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, one of the two, where he was supposed to be in the main event, and he tried to hold them up for money, didn't was going to no-show, and they were just like, all right, cool, we're just replacing you with Minoru Suzuki, which like just goes to show you, like, if you're a piece of shit within the world of wrestling, you know, karma's a real thing, and it's going to come yeah. back to get you. And, again, if listen, it's fine for people to have different different views, different opposing views of things. But I personally think if you refuse to wear a mask for whatever reason, for whatever goofy backwards logic that you have, you're a selfish piece of shit. Because again, even if that mask is going to do nothing for you personally, it is going to do so much for the betterment of everyone else around you. And at the very least, if you don't get sick and you don't get anyone else sick and it does nothing, well, then guess what? You put a piece of cloth over your mouth for, you know, for whatever short amount of time you're outside or at the store. And, you know, it was all for nothing. You know, the last thing, last thing anyone wants is to get their friends and family or coworkers sick because they somehow equated, um, not wearing a mask to your freedoms are being stripped of you. I yeah. don't really understand that logic. Uh, my favorite thing though has been, I don't know if you've seen the videos of all these fucking weirdos in Florida arguing with like the, like some sort of, it looks like maybe like city hall or something where they're just like, I won't be muzzled and wear a mask. And like some ladies like, Oh, <laughs> Like, oh, you want us to wear masks? Well, why don't you arrest Bill Gates and there's 5G towers and they're giving us cancer and, like, people yeah. interspliced those interviews with uh, scenes from Parks and Rec and just yeah. <laughs> beautiful. It's uh, it's really a weird time. And there's been, like, this weird tipping point where the internet was great and it helped us learn so much more than, you know, using the Dewey Decimal System and going to the reference section of your library. And then 
made everyone dumber, like instantly. We got people talking about flat earth, people like conspiracy theories are everywhere. And listen, if you're listening to us, you know, both Berto and I love a good conspiracy theory, but a, a good conspiracy theory. We're talking aliens. <laughs> Where's Atlantis? Uh, who shot JFK for reals? Yeah, Mandela effect. Yeah, no, but nothing where we have to craft a hat out of tinfoil and worry about our government false flagging it. You know what I mean? It's, it's insanity. A lot of the time it's like you're reaching. You're yeah. reaching for these things. And listen, a lot of it is white privilege. And again, I'm sorry like if it seems like oh, like it's just been a common thing but a lot of it is white privilege where you're used to the status quo because it makes life it makes everything in your life in favor to you but the minute other people start like speaking up that's when you're just like oh great like i don't know if you saw uh like realtors are going to stop using the term master bedroom because of Uh, racial connotations uh character like a bunch of uh like characters on animated shows will only be voiced by characters of the same thing which is like okay sure but it's a lot of these things that even if you don't like that it doesn't hurt you exactly but it's a lot of these things that like why are you doing everything but solving the actual issues of things that people are actually speaking up about that are like hey you know like the black lives matter movement didn't stop yeah, it's still going. It's still going, and there's there's still people speaking up. I don't know if you saw, there was the Milwaukee Police Department aiding in a in a child sex ring. There is video. Yeah, there's this video where they call the police. They're like, "Listen, there's these shifty ass neighbors. They're clearly involved with this like sex. We don't know what's going on. These girls are missing. We're pretty sure they're in this house." And police are just like, ah, I don't know, we're not gonna we're not gonna do anything about it. So the people in the neighborhood took it amongst themselves to to go and the, they they found they found that there was a child sex ring going on. You know, they took away some of the kids and burned down that house and they found like one of the guys like escaped. Again, this is don't quote me on any of this, this is kind of just uh, an abridged version of, of the story that I had read. Um, and then they went to like another house where, again, this was going on. And in the, this video, you see the police helping these people and they're just not, nobody's talking about it. There's not enough people talking about it. And it's just like, okay, that's why I will, you know, at the top of my lungs scream that all cops are bastards because, Police aren't there to help you. And it's something that not a lot of you guys want to hear. It makes people uncomfortable. It kind of rocks the foundation of everything we were taught as children when we were younger. But they're looking out for them fucking selves. And they're up to some shady fucking shit. And not all of it's going to come to light. And what does come to light when it comes to light, you know, it's there are more stories like that. There was another, and I'm sorry for my anti-inflammatory cop stuff. There was another article I read. There was two cops, I believe it was in Georgia, that they, so 
they record everything. You know, everything that they say gets recorded. They're doing like a monthly like review of these tapes. And they're here. Here are these two cops talking about uh, how they want to incite another civil war, how they can't wait to fucking shoot black people. One guy's like, I'll go. He's like, I'll go. What's up? We'll kill so many of them, it'll put them back four or five generations. Exactly. Is that the one? Yep. That was uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. There you go. And like those cops didn't just immediately overnight become racist. Yeah, they, they didn't wake up and say, "I I feel funny, but I feel racist right now." Yeah. And so there was there for sure other cops within that organization that knew what was going on, that knew these people spoke and talk like this and nobody spoke up that's the thing it's just there's not enough people within that industry speaking up and sometimes you wonder why there was recently a cop who she lost her pension i think she i believe she was like a year away from retiring spoke up and she lost her pension so now she's fucked because she was doing her job she was trying to be a good cop and speak up and now she's fucked you know and it's just now, that, now that's the thing too, and that's also the same thing that uh, we've seen with uh, people that were being abused and are now speaking out. Um, is that there's a system in place to take the lone dissenting voice and just pummel it into the ground, right? And so, like wrestling specifically, you you have women that are just trying out and they're naive and trust people. Right. And then someone in power uses that power to try and get sexual favors. And then it, the person feels like, who can I turn to? I'll, this person could be the gateway to my future and, and stardom and, and I should just keep it quiet. And that's the same thing. You know, if you see, if you see some cop trying to speak out and they lose their pension from their whole career, um, that takes, you know, you have a whole, that's what, that's what it's meant by like, there's an institutional problem when the Institute is geared towards uh, taking the voice, trying to make it better and just stomping it into oblivion. There's a real problem. Like we're big fans of the Watchmen, as you know, who watches the Watchmen? That's, that's the common theme, right? Who, who guards the guardians? And the answer right now is nobody at this point. Um, but there's people on the streets trying to do that very thing. They're trying to check that power. There's no check right now, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's the funny thing too, is when we'll kind of bring it back to Watchmen, when this new Watchmen series came out on HBO, people were like, Oh, I don't like it. It's too woke. And they're getting political. I I don't like politics. And it's like, did you ever read the Watchmen? Because it was very much social commentary on like the cold war and, like, it, you know, there was a system of checks and balances where these mask vigilantes had to do everything because the cops were all corrupt. They yep. weren't doing their job. So you had to rely on Dr. Manhattan to come in and save the day. You know, the U.S. Army wasn't cutting it in Vietnam, so they bring in the giant nuclear bomb to come in and wipe people out. Uh, and then, you know, you watch the show and it's gotten to the point where these police are being targeted. So they all have to wear masks, you know, like the whole thing with the watchman is 
these vigilantes eventually get outlawed and then they're being hunted down and now the people doing the hunting they have to wear masks because now they're being hunted down yeah. and it's just you know well, I mean and and we've even seen a reflection of it recently with you know with all the protests and and uh, the rioting and stuff you know in the show you have the standard police force were wearing yellow masks to hide their identity and you know we saw in several instances during the protests with First of all, a bunch of cops were getting caught on video being assholes and abusing their power, even during the discussion about the abuse of power. And then a bunch of police officers took it on themselves to cover their badge numbers, any identifying, you know, their name tags. They were just blocking it so no one could report them. And, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. People are trying to get by without being accountable. I actually, I, I'll tell you this. I saw this uh, this tweet where someone said um, maybe one of the solutions would be to take each individual cop and treat them as a contractor, right? And they have to be insured themselves against brutality. And then if you get so many cases against you where insurance says, we can't cover you, you're too dangerous to be on the streets, then you're unhirable because you can't be insured. Which I think is, you know, I'm no expert on that sort of thing, but that sounds like a great uh, talking point maybe people should explore. I mean, you just got to give consequences to actions. Soldiers have it. There's rules of engagement that they have to abide by. Why Why not the cops, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it definitely sparks conversation, which yeah, it, it's what we need. You know, yeah. we don't have the answers. You know, who's to but say who does have the answer? It seems to be the one thing that most people are the most resistant about. The, the Like the hardline Blue Lives Matter people don't want to have any discussion at all. They don't want to acknowledge. It's all, it, and again, I have, a lot of, I have a lot of cop friends and families that have police officers in their family. Some of them are reasonable, but most of them are like, you know, you, you'll see those little memes Oh, what one day when the when the fires are burning and the looters are trying to rape your daughter, I won't be there because of you. And it's like, well, that's that's the least noble thing I could think of a cop to say. Yeah, it's, it's also it's like you know what I mean? it's also like these things are happening without you. You know, like yeah. what I don't I've seen kind of like a, um, like you mentioned like a thing where it's like, oh yeah, when all the cops are going, what's going to stop everyone from like you know, just causing total mayhem and rioting and things like that. And it, it, it's like, that's not what's stopping. Like, that's not what's stopping things. You know, that's not a thing. Like right. these, the world's not falling apart because like the police are doing anything because I'm sorry. And I'm sorry if I offend anyone, but they're not doing anything. So I mean, in, in many cases, they show up after the fact of a crime happening. Exactly. Like people with the whole speaking out movement, we'll, we'll kind of touch with that. Like, why don't they speak up? I saw a statistic that it was like of the last, it, it was like a, it was just the number of people, it, you know, it was like of like a hundred reported cases of sexual assault, sexual abuse. It was something like eight people actually went to jail. So you figure, you know, let's just do the math of a hundred people saying, 
you know, this person sexually abused me, did something, I need your help. About eight of those people were actually, you know, went to jail of, you know, and then I believe it was like 20 of those people actually went to court. And then something like the rest of those people, just nothing happened because like the police just doesn't do anything. You know, it's, it's, there needs to be change. And sorry that we turned it from like the fun Brendan Fraser talk to, you know, to there, there needs to be uh These are serious things that need to be said, though. Exactly. And there's things that are near and dear to our hearts. Um, but I guess to kind of shift the tone of everything, uh, there's an upcoming sale. <laughs> uh, America. America. <laughs> Nothing more American than fucking, you know, trying to sell some shit. Uh, but July 1st, starting at noon Central Standard Time, uh, our annual independence, uh, get it? Independence sale is... Uh, my idea. Yeah, it's super smart. I can, what don't you do, Dave? Um, yeah, it's our, our sale going on. Dave, is there, is there a promo code? Yeah, just use code uh, America and save a whole ass 20% off everything on the site. Um, and as an additional bonus, which we normally do every year, uh, free U.S. shipping on orders over $150. Um, and I know, since I'm privy to it, we're going to have a lot of really hot designs coming out that uh, we, were, we were in the VIP group and someone said, uh, I might skip the sale. And Ryan's like, no, you won't. And I'm pretty sure that if you're a fan of, of pro wrestling and pro wrestling tees, you're going to your wallet's going to weep this time, even with the 20% off. But, um, yeah, use code America on pro wrestling uh, July 1st at noon to July 4th at noon. And I have a sneaking suspicion if the sale does good, it might stretch another day, but you didn't hear that from me. And listen, uh, for anyone who purchases a PWT cash shirt, uh, Dave and I, we, uh, we got some new stickers, uh, coming oh, they look good. Oh yeah. These, these look pretty fucking awesome. Uh, and for, you know, for anyone who's ever purchased a shirt from us, uh, we you know we tend to throw stickers in there. So we went ahead, and we purchased some brand new ones, different different ones, different styles. More of the holographic ones those seem to be really popular. So if you're, you know, if you're purchasing one of our t-shirts, uh, I'll make sure to throw in one of those stickers. Um, and yeah, you know, it's they're beautiful. They're die cast. They're holographic. Oh, yeah, they're they're. Really- they're Great. really fucking cool. Two two designs that are near and dear to our heart. Uh, I would just watch out, man, because uh, those fucking those stickers are gonna be pretty cool. So again, if you uh, you know purchase any of our t-shirts in that sale, we'll go ahead and and throw in some of those awesome stickers for you guys as a thank you for supporting us. Uh, Dave and I were almost up to a year that we've been doing this. Uh, I'm working on a, a fun, short, very very short, a fun little video project. Uh, don't want to really speak too much on it, uh, but working on something fun for that. Um, speaking of like really fun things, we mentioned last week the uh, Tales from the Cryptic Closet two that was f- fully funded. Um, <laughs> these guys are crushing it. They have twenty days to go, and uh, the original goal was getting five thousand dollars to get this thing off the ground. As of right now, they're at six thousand twenty three dollars. Which yep. is awesome, you know. If and any, it's their first stretch goal that they hit. Exactly, and if and we've been told if they get to six thousand six hundred and sixty-six dollars, 
which there's 20 days to go. They'll probably get more than that. Um, yeah. They're just going to be, it's another one of their stretch goals. You get like a little plushie of uh, the creeper from the cryptic closet. Super fun. So if, if any of you guys, you know, have a few extra bucks laying around, support Vinny and, and uh, Julio. They're, you know, they're like brothers to me. Super, super, you can tell if you go back and listen to the episodes, uh, which I you should probably bring them on pretty soon to, to talk about this, yeah, the second one on. Um, you know, you hear how fucking how much this means to them, how passionate they are about just any creative endeavor that they have. That's yeah, the one thing I was telling Julio at the barbecue. The one thing I admire the most about them, the one thing I, I took from that the first interview that we did with him and getting to know him some more was hearing him talk about how all he wanted to do was make comic books. So he did just that. He just started making comic books and we're always big proponents of, of that ourselves. You know, if there's something that you want to do short of harming another person or, you know, anything like that, um, just do it. Life is fucking short, man. And, Nobody should live with regrets as to, yeah. oh, I should have done this. Oh, why didn't I do that? Like, just do it. Because even if you if you try something and you fail at it, you know, whether it's, I want to start a podcast or I want to write a book, I want to be a stand-up comedian, whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, I had a friend, friend of the show, uh, Stephen Burton, he reached out to me, talk, you know, asking me some questions about like, oh, I want to start this podcast. And it's like, fuck yeah, dude do it and you know i tried helping him as much as i could giving him some information but you know it's always try it dave and i had you know we had faith in oh maybe this will work out and i don't know about you dave but like i think i blew our personal expectations of what i thought this would get to out of the water like oh yeah you know and it's well and you, you can even tell if you listen back to our first couple uh, we were we were nervous. I mean, it's just something we never done. And uh, but again, like you're gonna be nervous. Anything worth doing is gonna scare the shit out of you, mm-hmm. right? And so, but you get past that and you get better. And I think we've gotten better, of course. Um, yeah, just do it. The water's fine. Jump on in. You know. Yeah, like I always like one of my and don't tell him I said this, but like one of my personal heroes is ryan because like of how many times he's just bet on himself you know one hour tease and pro wrestling tease wasn't the first time he started up you know his own business and company and odds are you know if and when pro wrestling tease and one hour tease ever go away that's not going to be the end of you know it's not gonna all right well i guess i'm done like no he's very much a i want it i'm gonna do what i can to go get it and I mean, you'll hear the story eventually when we have him on, but again, he had to fail multiple times in order to succeed. And that's how it is with everything. You know, we all have to, we all have to fall before we can, you know, get up and it's, we we never fall again. And it sounds cliche. People talk about it all the time, but no, it's just, it's what it is. Like you never know. No one's ever, I always relate it back to Kevin Smith, friend of the show. Uh, you know, he talked in an interview when he made Clerks, it was because he wanted to make a movie and nobody was going to walk up. Nobody was going to walk up to him and say, hey, here's, you know, X amount of dollars. Go make a movie. 
I can almost guarantee that is never going to happen. You know, if you want to be a famous YouTuber, Mr. YouTube is not going to come up to you and say, hey, here's a channel with a million subscribers. There you go. The work's already done for you. You know, you got to put it in the work. And sometimes it's instant gratification and you get what you want right away. And then sometimes you're, you know, you're working at it for years and finally, you know, like bring it back to Vinny with Cryptic Closet. He had that around for maybe two years and it was successful. It is successful, but the Fanny DeVito caught on fire and just blew up, you know? Yeah. And it, it sometimes it takes it just takes that one thing to to blow up and then get your creative juices flowing again. And so yeah, if, if any of you guys out there, you know, again, just go for it. You, we mentioned we've almost been doing this for a year, and I'd like to think we've gotten a lot better at it. I almost sometimes uh, earlier in the week, friend of the show Wei Ting, you know, he wished me happy birthday and said some very nice and complimentary things about our show and i was like fuck yeah like that meant a lot to me because he and john are two people that i look up to personally and like the fact that i got to interview them so early into this like i almost regret it because i feel like oh man i'm so much better at this now it would probably be so much better of an interview of a conversation like you know luckily i i'm fortunate enough to i'm friends with these guys so i can you know we and we've recorded with way uh, but you yeah. could probably do it again and it would probably be a lot better. But the whole point is, you know, you just got to put in the work. Cody doesn't say it. And because it sounds nice on a t-shirt, it's because he means it. So if I guess the takeaway from this is if you guys have some, you know, something that you want to do, write a book, uh, learn, you know, learn how to cook, learn how to dance, something, just fucking do it. And if you fail, just get back check up it your, off your list. Yeah, check it off your list. You can always go back it, to do it. it some more. Yeah, <laughs> keep keep doing it. Um, you know, lastly, but before uh, before we get out of here, uh, this Sunday will be the first episode, episode one of uh, the Long and Winding Royal Road, which is a friend of the show, WHS Parks podcast, and I'm the first guest. Uh, I'm you know he it's the podcast. He talks about the history of uh, all Japan pro wrestling. I personally wasn't too aware with everything, but after, you know, him putting me on to, to some of the matches and some of the key figures to look at very much, I'm like, Oh hell yeah, this is something I want to, you know, learn more about. And we'll have him on next week. Uh, cause again, the episode drops Sunday. So it, you know, it makes sense to have him on the next day, but he'll be on, you know, he's a, he's a staple in the post wrestling community, a really good friend of mine. And, you know, just someone I figured like, Oh man, if there's someone to bring on to talk wrestling and nerdy comic book shit with, it's definitely him, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, thank you. Thank you for all of you for uh, listening with us and spending, you know, it's uh, this is the last day of my birthday. It's a Sunday as we record. So it's like, I get to close out my birthday weekend with all of you guys. Um, I'm excited for what this next year in podcasting has in store for me, you know? Like by episode twenty eight, I hope that David and I will have spoken to Brendan Fraser. Uh which yeah, that needs to happen. Then but what's this episode forty eight? A year from now, my next birthday weekend. Actually, my next birthday weekend I think we'll be close to having Ryan on. 
for those of you out yeah. aware, Ryan Bart. Yeah, because actually I did the math and I'm like, oh, that would be my birthday present. Uh, Ryan Barkin, uh, founder of Pro Wrestling Tees, he's going to be on episode 100. So we're at, we're getting pretty close. You know, we're yeah. we're about a we're about a year away. So next year, listen, next year my birthday weekend will either be uh, episode 100 with Brendan Fraser or with Ryan Barkin. Which if I feel like we can't get Ryan. Brendan Fraser is a good second, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, don't forget, you know, the fourth, the fourth, the independent uh, sale starts uh, July 1st. And again, if you purchase any of our t-shirts, I'll make sure to go ahead and, and throw in a sticker in there. Uh, also shout out to M3 toys. know another sponsor of the show. They've, uh, they've got so much new shit in stock. It's, it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> stupid Michael. I, I tweeted out about their uh, Lil Wayne Funko Pops. I was like, Weezy F Baby and the F is for Funko Pop. And he stole it. He didn't even credit me. I was like, you fucking bitch. You took yep. and this guy, And this guy's always asking for royalties for his our stupid Michael shirt. No way. Yeah, No way, Michael. I also like how early, no. earlier in the week, or on Friday, um, I was over by you and Vinny and you guys being the nice gentleman that you are, you're like, Oh, Hey, your birthday present will be here next week. And I'm like, I was like, it's fine. You didn't have to get me anything. Then I go over to Michael. I was like, Oh, Hey Michael, you too. I was like, it's okay. I was like the uh, Iron Man Funko pop you gave me is enough. Completely over his head. He was like, Oh, I was just waiting for you to pay me, but okay, I guess we're equal. We're even now. And I was just like, God bless you. Stupid Michael. He's a shit uh all right guys well uh, if you want to get anything from m3 toys head over there use the promo code pwtks and get a whole s 10 percent off anything in stock or pre-order again they have a ton of shit right now uh get it before it's gone i know i myself missed out on an exodia funko pop uh and i'm getting that itch again dave i'm gonna start collecting some more funko pops <laughs> i need to purge the almost 300 that i have right now which <sighs> not not a smart idea uh but you know what i've i've run out of things to say dave yeah me too it's been a long week uh, i'm done all right you guys well uh until next week i've been scrump and this is stank and this is friend of the show kenny omega kenny omega here friend of the show we've run out of things to say here at the pwt cast and so i must bid you adieu goodbye and good night bang bang <laughs>